We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you, Jared? I'm doing too bad. You know, tis the season, tis the off season. Happy off season to you. You know, best it for Angels fans. I feel like it's the best time of the year, right? There's hope. There's hope. That's the biggest thing. Hope. I don't know what you're going to do. It's a dangerous thing, but it's great. Yet again, I think it's going to be a crazy crazy off season i think of that's uh that's that's a given for the angels especially you never know what's going to happen you never know what they're going to do um and we'll be here to cover it we will there's going to be a lot lot to talk about a lot of fun stuff we have a lot of fun guests coming up uh in the coming weeks uh we've already started recording those and getting them out there so um don't forget to also look out for talkinghalos.com we are definitely rolling that out there. It is in the works. It's actually, if you look up talkinghalos.com, you can probably already see it. Uh, may it already be published, may or may not. Uh, and always, you know, if you would like to write, we can't give you guys much. Can't give you guys anything. But if you want to get your name out there, you want to join the team, let us know. Shoot us a message, talkinghalos. Or go on to talkinghalos.com and email us there that you want to. That's even that's even better. Like We have that now. So, Nate. I have a question for you. Question to start off this podcast because it is the off season. I feel like we always got to do this. Congratulations to the Astros winning the World Series, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. Do you actually still hate the Astros, though? Well, I still hate the Astros. I mean, it's a completely different team. This this one is. It really is. Like, there's there's players that I still hate from the Astros, but do I hate the Astros as a team? Hard to say yes. I mean, you never really want – it's kind of like the Dodgers. You never really want to see them win with the Astros. But uh, I think there's just that core, you know, the couple guys that you really don't like. And, I mean, it's it's fairly obvious who they are. So, I, I don't know. It, I don't think hate's the right word when it comes to that team just because there's so many new faces. But, I mean, the core four or five guys, yeah, of course. But not the team in general. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with you on this. I had to bring this up because I got asked it uh, a while ago by somebody, and I was like, no, I, I really don't, like, during the playoffs. 
but you do you 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 can hate some players and then people that are listening to this are probably gonna be like what are you guys even talking about you gotta you gotta dislike the astros as a baseball fan and and that's fine you can but like think about it like there's some great stories on this astros team this year that didn't involve what happened in 2017 and moving forward and and you can dislike those players all you want you know carlos correa who might be a future angel so you may not dislike him very much longer um jose altuve alex bregman uh i mean george springer but even springer came out and said you know i think bregman and springer are the two that i'm okay with i I was really pointing at uh guriel altuve dislike those were the two um correa is on that list as well um I, I would love the Angels to get Carlos Correa because I think he solves a lot of problems and I think he um, is the best shortstop on the market um, because he doesn't have the draft pick with him as well. So there are just things that make him the most enticing player in this free agent market. But yeah, when you look at it, it's Altuve, it's Gurriel. Um, I'm really okay with Bregman and Springer. I think Bregman handled it properly. I mean, he's one of those guys that where if he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him. But I, I don't think he handled the situation poorly. I think Altuve, Guriel, those guys didn't really handle the situation properly. So those are the kind of guys where I'm like, eh, not huge fans of them. But, yeah. I get it. I do. I just had to ask it because I did get asked it. And I was like, nah, I mean, I don't. I, you, there's certain players, you know, the way they carried themselves, you can dislike. But shows in a whole, there were a lot of really good stories. I mean, you got like Martin Maldonado as well. And Trey Mancini is a fantastic story. Uh, Christian Javier is a great story. Framber Valdez, fantastic story. I mean, there are so many, it's it's a different team. So I, yep. I'm, I'm in full. I was always a McCullers guy too. Like I was hoping he would get to free agency and the angels would get him. Like they, they have some guys that are, are very good players and, and things like that. So I think that they were the best put together team this year. And it's very obvious, like, yes, they didn't win as many games as the Dodgers and maybe they don't have as much money spent as the Dodgers. But if you were to go position for position, they probably are the best team and they were managed the best, which shout out to Dusty Baker. First, first time getting that world series that that has been tough for him. I think it's what the third or fourth time maybe he's been to the world series and hasn't and finally got it. So He's, he's had an unbelievable career, so cool for him as well. That's another storyline you could touch on as well. But, yeah, I, I think that this team top to bottom, and not only talent-wise, but just, like, they did the right things. You know, they did steal some bases if they needed to. They let their pitchers go deep into games. It wasn't, hey, five innings and you're done. You know, it wasn't the way the Dodgers did things. Um, yes, they did rely on the home run ball a little bit, but it wasn't just the home run ball. It was, hey, we'll get hit by a pitch. We'll you know, take an extra base. That's one thing that the Astros do really, really well is they do take the extra base when, when it does like when they can take advantage of it, you know, balls bobbled in the outfield, they take second. Um, Someone bobbles it again. They take third things like that, that they just did a really good job of all year. And they didn't have to spend any money, not any money. They didn't have to spend as much money as the Dodgers to do it, but you know, they will eventually. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. There's a lot of I mean, Bregman, I believe, comes a free agent very soon. Uh, Justin Verlander is a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. So I think McCullers might be a free agent as well. If not, he he's hurt. A five-year deal last year. That's that's fair. Okay, I mean, if not, he's not looking. He he, he didn't look great at, at the end of it. So I think we go into this again saying that the West will be wild. Um, 
you know? So at least right now, we'll see how the off season goes for sure. But um, the West is going to be wild. But for now, the West is the Astros. Major League is the Astros. So, guys, as always, I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Go ahead and shoot us a follow wherever you are listening or watching. If you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and get all of our notifications when we do drop podcasts. And we will be dropping them at least three times a week this offseason for sure. Uh, you can go ahead and follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateGreen34. Go check us out on TalkingHalos.com. Just you know, sneak peek there. It is up and running. You guys can go check us out. Let us know any recommendations you want. Um, just you know, shoot us an email on there. Uh, you can, again, follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, and guys, give us one second to pay the bills. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All righty, let's go ahead and keep it rolling here. Nate, let's just go over this real quick. I know we're going to talk a little, you didn't know this because I didn't tell you what we're talking about, um, but we're going to talk a little Cy Young action today, a little Shohei Otani. Um, and we are definitely going to go ahead and break down a little bit of this offseason stuff. Uh, MLB Trade Rumors came out with a really helpful article for all of us um, who want to know what goes on during the offseason. Um, and starting yesterday, because it is Monday today when you are listening to this, uh, all players could become eligible for free agency, or any player that isn't under contract could technically become it. Um, November 7th. I, so I know I did. I did. I did. It is what it is. Anyone we were, whose contract has expired can now become a free agent. You made it sound better. So free agency has begun. As of yesterday, uh, November 7th through the 10th, the GM meetings, not, not a lot takes place there. You might see uh, some a trade or two go down, but I don't, I don't think too much will happen at the GM meetings. Um, November 10th, the free agent market officially opens the 14th through the 17th be, is a ward week. Again, we're going to talk about little Cy Young action today, MVP action next podcast. Um, the 15th is the deadline for anybody to be added as a um Anybody to be saved from the Rule 5 draft and have to be added to the 40-man. So that's a big day for the Angels. They have a couple uh, interesting players that they need to add or or, um, protect from that Rule 5 draft. Uh, November 18th is the non-tender deadline. Uh, I don't know if you want to break that down. Non-tender deadline. That's kind of that, that's going to be a big day that's, too. For that's going to be Angels. a big one for the Angels, yeah. just for everyone, not just yeah. the Angels in general. There could be some guys that get non-tendered that – could be really good free agent pickups that also could be um, a couple guys for the angels that are 
could be making some money that the angels do not think are worth the amount of money that they will get in arbitration. So I think that that couple of days is going to be chaos. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Always is. Always is. There's always some interesting names that come out um, around that. Names you don't expect either, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, December, uh, actually November, did I say the, uh, did I say this one deadline for, uh, for, oh, qualifying offers. That's what it was. Uh, November 20th is the last day for QOs to go out. I don't think we're going to have that issue this year. Remember last year, the Angels issued a qualifying offer to Rysel Iglesias. Uh, lost the second round pick. We don't talk about that anymore. Uh, the 7th or the December 4th through the 7th is the winter meetings. It's always fun. Uh, fun couple days to listen live, listen into. Um, the 7th of December is the Rule 5 draft. Uh, January 13th. I don't even know where we're going here. Um, last day to file for arbitration is January 13th. This is what it sounds like. Yep. Uh, January 15th is the is when the international uh, signing window opens. Got a lot of names on that one already. That we're going to have yep. to break down here. Um, and as always, probably have Taylor Blake Ward on. Of course. Um, of course. Uh, February 24th, spring training games officially start. Man, it already feels like we're getting close to that date. Um, and then March 8th is the World Baseball Classic that begins in uh, Phoenix. There's a couple different spots that it begins in. Um, and then March 30th is opening day. We will be here breaking it down day by day. Just kidding. At least three times a week for you guys. So uh, stay tuned. A lot of interesting days coming up in the uh, next 160 days. So we'll see how it all squares down. But uh, the reason why we really want to have this podcast here is to talk a little bit of Cy Young action in the AL um, because we think that Shohei Otani at least has a, an argument to be there. Correct. Yes. He deb- there's, <laughs> there's like there's 10. 10 different 10 pitchers that really could win yeah. this award. Uh, everyone thinks says Justin Verlander's to lose, which it definitely is, but there um, this could go a bunch of different ways. I'm really interested to find out how the, how the writers voted because depending on what metrics you find important, this thing could go, so many different ways. So I'm, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the 10 that we're talking about, because I think there's about eight, I think eight to 10 guys. I mean, you look at Justin Verlander for sure. I think Kevin Gosman's in the mix. As we're, I'm looking at fan graphs, by the way, so it's going to go by F4. Okay. Shohei Otani obviously is in the mix. Shane Bieber for sure. Uh, Framber Valdez, I think, is an under-the-radar candidate for, for sure. Um, Dylan Cease, I'm not as high on as most people are. Alec Manoa is an under-the-radar candidate, I think, as well. Martin Perez, eh. Tristan McKenzie. And then you get into Shane McClanahan, who was probably the favorite for a little while. Uh, and then Garrett Cole, of course. I think you got to throw Garrett Cole in the mix there. 200 innings pitched. I mean, I know he didn't have the best year, but uh, uh, yeah. Am I missing anybody? I mean, you're going to throw Logan Gilbert for anybody? No, like no, that? no. I was counting. I had Verlander, Cease, Manoa, Otani, McClanahan, Valdez, Gosman, and those seven. If you want to throw Cole in, that's eight. That Bieber could be in there. That's nine. And then the tenth would be that Martin Perez, Tristan McKenzie era. But say at least eight. Let's say at least eight. Yes, eight, eight, eight players sure. could get first place votes. That's fair, right? So yes. I mean, let's break it down here because I I do think that I mean you looked at the player vote right. And Shohei Otani wasn't even mentioned in the players' vote. It was Alec Manoa and Justin Verlander. And everybody's talking Justin Verlander, Justin Verlander, Justin it's Verlander. It's his to lose. It's his, it, it is his lose. I think that I think it's I think it's A and then 
I think it's one and then two A, two B, two C, two D, you know, as far as down as you want to go. I think Verlander, I think Verlander has a slight edge, slight, slight, slight edge. But I think, you know, I mean, depending on what you're, what you're looking at stat wise, I mean, Shohei Otani all around. Shohei Otani didn't have the innings pitched. That's fair to say. But he did. He had the strikeouts. He had the ERA. He had the FIP. So depending on if you want to look at it that way, Framber Valdez just was a good pitcher all the way around. Like he, he, I think he, he didn't, I don't think pitched. he let, he, he was quality start that. for, I think he had 24 straight quality starts or something stupid like that. 20 straight quality starts. He didn't, um, he didn't lead which, in any category either. Uh, innings pitched. That was the that's only, it. that's the only category he actually led in. Um, and, and complete games actually. Um, not that that's a big deal, but still the fact that he's able to throw CG in, in this day and age is impressive. Um, I do think what he did was very impressive though, to, to just continue to be that guy that it's like, here's the ball. You're giving a six for sure. You're giving up three or less every single start. And you're, you know, you're going to do that 20 times in a row. Like that's ridiculous. I think, I think the one place that hurts Framber for sure is the strikeouts though. Absolutely. hundred percent. That's, that's, that's going to be the big one there for him. And I think that's the spot that helps Shohei Otani for sure. I mean, yes. K per nine for Shohei Otani, 11.87. You look at it for Framber, it's 8.67, 8.67. So yeah, it's um it's quite a big difference there for those guys. Same thing with Alex Manoa. He's going to have the same issue as Framber where it's going to be uh, the, the, the K per nine is not where you'd like it. But I think he's really, really underrated. I think with what he did this year, his ERA, just being the dude on that team that had, they, they went through a lot just like the Angels did, but they were able to win some games. Um, and the innings pitch, I I think the innings pitch is a big deal. I know some people are like, who cares how many innings you pitch? I think innings pitch is a huge deal because of what analytics says that guys can only go a couple times through the order, five, maybe six innings if you're lucky. For guys to throw 200, 195 to 200 innings, that is impressive to me, especially with the way that people say, uh, you know, we're not going to let him face the order a third time or whatever it is. So, and he's also pitching in the American League East, which I think is also an underrated thing to talk about as well with Manoa. Those ballparks are small. Like he's not pitching in Anaheim and Oakland and, you know, Houston is small. Houston is really, really small. But like you look at Toronto's a hitter's park. New York's a hitter's park. Uh, Boston's a hitter's park. Baltimore's the only pitcher's park right now. So I, I think that's also impressive. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, and you brought up innings pitched. Uh, Justin Verlander only had 175. That's got to hurt him yep. a little bit. I mean, he spent uh, two and a half, maybe three weeks on the IL, which I think if they were in a spot like Toronto, he doesn't spend three weeks on the IL. I think because they had the most comfortable lead in all of baseball, you know, in the American League, I'll say, because the Dodgers had their, their comfortable lead. But Verlander because he was on the Astros and because it was all about, we want to win October. We don't care about, you know, the award and, and all this stuff. We want to win in October. We're going to make sure you're healthy. That could end up hurting him a little bit because he spends three weeks and the three weeks he spent is, you know, late, late August, early September. And that's a big, big deal to, to some guys is how do you finish down the stretch? And if you're only going to throw a hundred, if you're only going to throw 175 innings and you're seven hundred let's say 150 innings came in the the first, you know, big chunk of the year. But in August, September, you only throw about 20, 25 innings. That, that could be a big difference for him not winning 
even though he had such an incredible year. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Alec Manoa flies under the radar for a lot of people. Uh, Framber Valdez is going to fly under the radar. We haven't talked about Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber is going to fly under the radar for a lot of people as well, especially he, I mean, 200 innings pitch right behind Framber. Um, the one guy that bothers me the most, and and for me, as being a guy who liked to spot up, I wasn't overpowering or anything like that, it's going to be Dylan Cease. Led, uh, I believe he led, did he lead all starting pitchers? Definitely led in the AL in in walks amongst qualified pitcher starting pitchers i know he had 227 strikeouts but man dude that set those 78 walks kill me i mean you look at it justin verlander only had 29 walks alec manoa had 51 so i mean that's right behind him shohei otani had 44 compared to his 219 strikeouts so uh, i'm i get it i get why everybody likes dylan cease he had the 220 uh era and the fact that he had the 220 era and still walked the most in the AL among starting pitchers is unbelievable to me um, that he didn't have a higher ERA. So, I mean, they're going to talk about the batting average against and oh, the yes. strikeouts because he's also right up there in strikeouts. Those are the things that they're going to talk about with Cease. Yep. I, I liked him early. And then the more his, his numbers came to the, to the pack, because there was a time where his numbers, it was like him and Verlander had like identical numbers from an ERA an innings pitch and a strikeouts yep. uh, point of view. And then he started coming back to, to the, uh, to the group where he's in the same place as Manoa and Otani and McClanahan and Valdez. And, and it's like, okay, eventually something is going to have to hurt you. And the whip is not, is not kind to him. I think it's right around one, um, which, what is it? It was 1.11, which is, the eighth best in the American league, which is what we said. There's about eight pitchers who could win the Cy Young. And for him to be on the bottom half of that, that's going to be a big, big thing against him. And the other thing that, that people don't talk about the American league central is the worst division in the American league, right? So you're facing Kansas city, you're facing Minnesota, you're facing uh, Cleveland. Worst, who worst in the West? It, it is. Because those guys don't hit. Like at least the West has sure. some power and some things. Like even even if the Mariners or the Angels or the A's, whatever you want to say about those teams, the Mariners were a playoff team. Texas is a good offense. Like there there are tough teams in the American League West that, yeah, sure, they they might not be good baseball teams, but they can put up runs. Cleveland made the playoffs, scoring one of like they were one of the worst teams in baseball scoring runs. So they weren't they weren't bottom. I guess they were probably bottom ten in baseball and scoring runs. But but still, to be a playoff team and to be that bad in scoring runs, I think that's a big big help to to Otani's case, just because he had to face Houston and and Seattle, both big playoff teams. I mean, what Cleveland Cleveland snuck in because the way they played in September, and that that's kind of when you needed Cease the most, and that's kind of where he started to to plateau and not pitch as, as well. So I don't think Cease wins this thing. I, I think Cease finishes about fourth or fifth, and it's going to be a little bit shocking to some people where Cease finishes just because they're, everyone's going to look and be like, wow, he was up there in strikeouts. He was up there in ERA. He was up there in innings pitched, and it's going to be like, eh, why, why didn't he win? The whip and the walks is going to come back to haunt him and, and the way he pitched down the stretch. Yeah, 100%. So before we let everybody go – um. This is a tough question because I like in the back of my head, as you've been talking about this, I've been trying to think like who I would pick. If you had three votes, you go one, two, three. What do you, what do you put in one, two, three? Oh man. That I mean, is... I, mean I, I can, I can go, I'll start now. I, 
I think it's I think Verlander's one. I really do. I I think that it's like I, and I don't even think it's that. I think it's close. I really do, but I don't think I think that he's going to end up winning it. He's going to get like twenty or twenty five first place votes. I, not even no bias here either. I think Shohei Otani finishes second, just because it's Shohei Otani. Like you don't look at the hitting stats, I know, but everybody's going to be like, uh, he hit and all this. You can't do that. But the year that he had, and the fact that he threw 160 innings is is 160 plus innings is yeah. is remarkable with what he did. And then also the strikeouts are unbelievable. And what he, I mean, he he went toe to toe with Dylan Cease. Uh, if if you look at it over that over that stretch that yeah. he had, it was toe, he went toe to toe with Dylan Cease. Um, so I, I say Shohei finishes second, but he could finish sixth. He really could. He could finish seventh. <laughs> um, and I think, oh, man, this is so tough for me. That third, like, I mean, flip a coin. Like, I mean, if you put Alex Alec Manoa in there, I'd be like, yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Framber makes sense. Um, I can't think of too many other people. Like, it, it's it's a it's a it's a it really is kind of in a sense a five man race. You look at it's Verlander, Cease, Manoa, Otani, and and Valdez. Uh, McClanahan kind of lost it down the stretch. Unfortunately, he got hurt. He still, hurt him. Yeah, he, I mean, he still made 28 starts, but the injury did hurt him. And, and pitching for Tampa Bay definitely would, too. Um, I, I think that uh, Shane Bieber's on the outside looking in, though he had a fantastic freaking year. Strikeouts hurts him as well. Yeah, I mean, he struck out. He struck out at 198 in two innings, so he struck out at a, a, basically a guy in inning. Yeah, um, but, but compared to what the top half did, that's going to hurt him. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, so hypothetically, if I had to pick five, it's it's not in no particular order. Verlander, Cease, Manoa, Otani, and Valdez are probably going to be your top five there. And then and then I don't know how you'd narrow it down to three, to be honest. This is, this is one There's, of the toughest. There votes. is a shot Gosman gets into that fifth spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, be, look- just because if people are looking at F4 or um, B War, he's going to be up there in those categories. B War, he, he isn't. No, like, where's he at? Baseball, baseball reference, he's way, way, way okay. down. I know, uh, I know. Fangraphs four. He was Cease what, is actually two? number one on Baseball Reference. Was was F four? He was two. He was two in F four because yeah. strikeouts. Strike. He. I mean, he had the strikeouts, yeah. and you know, he, he just had a, he had a good season, good fit. Uh, for me, I I I agree with you. Verlander does win it for me. I I go back and forth. I I put Manoa two, and then I put Otani three. I I think. This is you tough. honestly, this is the toughest vote. Dice. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah this this probably is the toughest vote just because there are so many different candidates. Like you go to to every other race and it's you know between one or two guys, and, and that's pretty easy. I think that honestly, where is this going to sound? The next toughest vote is going to be manager of the year. Like, yeah, I, I think we'll break, the MVP, we'll break everything down, but yeah, I know. But like I, I like I'm saying, MVP votes are between one or two guys. Um. You look at rookie of the years, they're between one or two guys in, in both leagues and MVPs in both leagues, one or two guys like manager of the year. You got four or five candidates on both sides. So NL Cy Young is yeah, pretty tough too. And NL MVP is tougher. The but... only reason the NL Cy Young race got even close and it might not be close. That that could be an ugly, ugly uh, finish. But the only reason that thing got, got even close is because there were some injuries down the stretch. But if certain guys stayed healthy, it's a two man race. That's fair. But, I got I got three guys up there, but I mean you yeah. can't you flip a coin. Um, you got any final thoughts before we let everybody go? I mean, the Cy Young's gonna be really interesting in the AL. It, it definitely is. Congratulations to the Astros again that they were the best team in baseball from start to finish. It was very very impressive what they were able to do. Um, 
and yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Edwin Diaz signed um, yesterday as well, way more than I would have given him, but you know, congratulations to him and, and the Mets for, for getting that deal done. But that just means there's one less guy available, but that also means there's probably one less team looking for a closer. So that's going to be an interesting thing to, to keep an eye on for these next couple of days is does Dansby Swanson get a deal done? Does, do some of these free agents stay um, before they end up getting a free agency? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I got no final thoughts at all. So, guys, as always, thank you for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos, making us best podcast, Angels podcast out there. I could subscribe wherever you're listening. Follow us on all of our social medias Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow myself at on Instagram at Jared underscore Tim's, Nate at Nate Green 34. Guys, and thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.